0: I'm Derek Thompson, the host of the podcast, Plain English. We tackle technology, politics, culture, history, everything that's happening in the world and why it matters. New episodes of Plain English drop every Tuesday and Friday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got When to sell. So, when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com.
1: Beth meets on fire. (laughs) Your defense is terrified.
2: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Wright's House on Ringer FC. I hope you are all safe and well. Today, we're going to talk about England's historic 8 0 victory over Norway, a Beth Meads hat trick, and we're going to round up the rest of the Euros so far. It's been amazing. And my guests are Flo Lloyd Hughes and Ryan Hunt. Na 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 na
3: Chaotic Flow Lloyd Hughes is my you favorite Flow Flo- Lloyd
2: <laughs> Yes. That, that's the flow we love it's like that,
3: feeding it's like feeding a gremlin after midnight
2: yeah I, flow I can not believe yesterday I think it's one of the most um, let me see obviously there weren't as many games in it but I think the Manchester United Barcelona Champions League at Wembley was one of the uh, one of the best performances I've seen a team put in against another team but remember the other team weren't completely playing totally shit hmm. one team's playing totally shit the other one's playing absolutely to their max potential. And that's what happens, 8-0. But that Barcelona game was just a pure, beautiful, unbelievable football match. And I always said that's the best football match I've ever watched. And this has totally eclipsed it. Only because I've been saying from the start about what England will be like if they could get those chances taken early and no one's going to tell me that's a penalty flaw I don't give a fuck what anyone says <laughs> never a penalty in the whole world of fucking penalties I There's still haven't seen a there.
1: replay you know because we don't get replays in the press <laughs> box or where yeah, I'm no, so a, I was sitting so I was sitting miles away in the gantry and I couldn't see and then I, I was like I don't know but it's probably not
3: Do I, so all of the all of the women's Euros games were on zone in Germany and the right. commentator yeah. watched the replay and just went literally this is all he said he just went no, 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 like that for ages.
1: Honestly, sometimes you just got to buy it. Some You don't, you don't buy a ticket, you don't win the lottery. And sometimes you just got to buy one of those pens.
3: Do you think we should recap for people who, for somehow living under Yeah, yeah, England beating Norway, eight nil, eight nil, six nil halftime.
1: E I G H T,
3: the highest ever winning margin it's, it's in true a you have to Euro. do it like
2: that right you have, you have to, to do it you have to spell it out like it used to yeah. be when I was when I was younger <laughs> there were
3: games like you mentioned like the barcelona manchester united mm. game but there are some games where you're kind of watching it just jaw to the floor mm. being mm. like i can't believe that they're still going and that yeah. they're being this relentless and the first half of this game was one of those because let's not get it twisted norway are a really really good mm. football team
2: jonathan lewis tweet yeah. <laughs> jonathan lewis <laughs> tweet is brilliant when it norway are quite good <laughs> Yeah, no way, no way. Could what they? They were what, three, three, three places behind
3: them in the FIFA rankings. Yeah, like this isn't. A, this isn't a, an England. This isn't a pub side. No. This isn't like if, like, like what Spain were the pre-tournament favourites. Northern Ireland were had like the highest odds pre-tournament. Mm. I think so this isn't like Spain beating Northern Ireland. No disrespect, to Northern Ireland, who I think played quite well against Austria. Yep. But this game is like this result is. I. I I can't even think of the, mm-hmm. I have to be honest, I haven't spoke a lot recently anyway. And I can't think of the actual words to describe about how big a result this is. Yeah. I it's think there's wild. a lot of people, yeah,
2: it is wild. A, there's a lot of people out there because like, it's very difficult to not, you know, it's like when you're younger and you're that scab, it's not really ready to be picked, <laughs> but you touch it and it still feels like, I, I think you. I, can do it. I could do <laughs> scab I can get a bit off of it. <laughs> oh, I can God, get it off, come on. but it still
3: hurts. People might but be like, listening to this at dinner time. Yeah.
2: They, they, well, mm, scabby scab. Mm. Scabby scab. It's not quite <laughs> ready. But like, right, I just, I just um, go back to Serena when she first, first came and, you know, all she was talking about was ruthlessness. We, this is what we've appointed her for. She's talking about chances, taking chances, creating chances, and scoring as many goals as you can. Like, I, the penalty, what we got, like I said, weren't a penalty. The second goal, it was really good about the second goal is that me and Alex Scott was up on the top there. And like while the VAR was, it was fucking really, it was surreal because like while the VAR was going, everybody's looking up, you know, like, so you've got a stand of people, but they all turned that way, <laughs> looking up. And we were going, it's a goal. We're going, it's a goal, it's a goal. When they done the square thing and it's a goal, <laughs> everybody turned, everybody turned and I was jumping up. It was just it like was so good. amazing. It yeah. was so good.
3: Bit of a peep behind the curtain. Before we were recording, I was trying to get all the artwork wrapped up. And when I was looking on Getty for an image to use, it was like England, mm. Norway. It was like loads of the, all the girls like celebrating and stuff and various bits from the game. And then there's just a row of like you And Alex Scott, like
1: yeah, losing your minds.
2: (laughs) It was brilliant. It's brilliant because, like, watching that game, I thought that they were gonna, you know, try and let us kick, um, go from Mary Earps all the way through the team, and then they would have put pressure on everybody, put pressure on Kira Walsh, who yesterday just proved if you don't put pressure on someone like Kira Walsh, you're fucked, man. Mm. You're just, you're just finished, right? And they were totally. I don't know what their game plan was. He didn't even change it. I think he was, abs- I think um, Yo- Jonas, Jonas said, and he, he was frozen. He said, this is the, this is the place. Clarify, for,
3: clarify for those people who don't know. Jonas Adeval.
2: Jonas Adeval. He was on BBC he, with you, right? Yeah. And he, he was really good. I really like Jonas. I like him a lot. He's, um, he was there and he was saying, while it was happening, Ryan, he was saying, <laughs> the God. he was saying. He's frozen.
1: You know, hey, Ian. You know when they sp- they they panned over to the video screen and they showed that they showed Jonas on the big on the big screen, yeah. and he was just like this. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was that was such an iconic moment. Everyone was talking about it afterwards in the press room. Everyone was talking about that iconic image of Jonas being like, "What is going on here?" What is go- yeah. <laughs> but, but I think
3: this is this is uh, this is something that we've seen a lot of elite managers do in any competition, domestic, European continental international whatever where like i mean we saw it in the men's world cup that famous one mm. this i mean and this is I, I genuinely think this is a this is a result maybe not quite a seismic because it didn't happen to the hosts but oh, okay. in terms of like a quote-unquote statement win is like mm. the germany brazil result in 2014 oh, in the men's world it cup feels it feels
1: that stunning and it, baffling it, and it, it really and did like because earth shattering <laughs> like there was a black hole that um ada hergerberg just fell into <laughs> And yes. um, she got sucked into the black hole, and then an alternate universe was created in which that result happened. Is basically yes. like
3: yeah, I, because I, I think that there's yeah. just that the the, the the result is not representative of the actual gap between the two sides, and that's what makes right. results mm. like this genuinely kind of yeah, feel like what, a tectonic shift.
2: Yeah, but right, what else it does as well, Flo, is it shows that you know when you say things like, well, if you play like that against that kind of quality team, that you're going to get. That's what we saw last night. Mm. I didn't see that result coming because what I I was um, thinking was going to happen was they're going to put us under a lot of pressure. They've got players who will take chances like what we saw them do in their game against Northern Mm -hmm. Ireland. What I saw yesterday was if we take the chances, what we are capable of doing even without going to the bench float.
1: I was a bit worried it was going to be one of those nights for Ellen White as well because she missed a chance before she got her goal. And I thought, oh, It's yeah. going to be one of these nights. Was that the one
2: what came across from Beth Mead again? Yeah. Beth Mead's cross. Yeah. yeah. And it
1: just needed a little, just needed a, something. And she she couldn't get to it. Um, And so I was a bit worried it was going to be yet another of those nights. But I think it was a really important confidence boosting night for her because there's obviously been questions about her. You know, we've talked about it a lot in the qualifiers. We've talked about it yeah. all season around her form for City. But we know that she can become a different animal in major tournaments. And she needed a couple of goals, even if, you know, Norway were all over the place and could Mm. have done a lot better, a lot, lot better in their defense. The way that England cut them apart was Mm. mesmerizing. I mean, it was an example of insanity because Norway kept doing the same things wrong over and over again. And like you said, Ian, they didn't change anything. And we spoke to them in the mix zone afterwards and they were basically saying, we didn't listen to any instructions. We didn't, do what we were being told, you know, we only have ourselves to blame. Um, it was a mess. We were playing as individuals, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, if you are going to be one of the best teams in the world, you have to punish teams when they're playing mm. like that. Yes, and that's do. what England did.
2: And That's what I said we should do. Be ruthless.
3: On that point, Flo, I mean, no matter what level of football you've played at, we, we can all probably remember a situation where, you can't you can't quite put your finger on why it's happening What's, but you've yeah. lost complete control of the game and it mm. seems like it's like a never-ending spiral mm. what happened in the game was the way that the second went in in quick succession from a penalty that probably would have been really disheartening from from a Norway yeah. point of view anyway i think that combined with just the flow of the game in that first quarter of an hour was a was a real like okay we're we're stuck here and we can't quite figure out what to mm. do and then as soon as the third one goes in it's like Okay, this goes to damage limitation, which then just yeah. you, you, you naturally start considering a different types of movement because you're a bit, you're you're inherently becoming more conservative because you don't want it to become eight, and it just and mm-hmm. you just lose all flow and confidence from the game. I mean, yeah. like just to kind of hammer home the point in terms of how good this side is: Ada Hagerberg, Caroline Graham Hansen, Gru Wrighton in the front four, mm-hmm. like Ingrid Engen in the middle, Marion Melder. In the defence, mm. like Maria uh, Torres dotilla yes, um, Yuli Blackstad at left mm. back, which yeah. is probably one of the big talking points I think from the game because she just really, really struggled. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it as well. I, last I think night. I think it was their their defence, and you touched on it there, Ryan. Their defence is a bit of a ramshackle yeah. situation. Blackstad should be playing naturally higher up the pitch. She's not. Yeah. As experienced when it comes to defending, and she showed that yesterday. In the first five minutes, there was so much space for her to run into, and I thought, okay, England are gonna are gonna have to deal with this left hand side. And then, obviously, as soon as England got the ball, she was completely exposed. Yeah. Torresdotter playing out of position, oh, Marin Mielder playing bad. out of position, um, and they were all, and you could tell that as well because as Blackstad mm-hmm. would push up, it would cre- create space behind her. Dotter would not come in and fill. And that space beti- between Blackstad and that kind of channel in between Torres Stodter and Blackstad, there Ooh. was so much space. Oh and probably, what, five of the eight goals just came from England threading like, that simple yeah. ball into that yeah. gap. And they could have had 10, really, or even 12 L- last Bronze,
2: night. Lucy Bronze. Uh, so it, there was so much space over there. So much space over there. It, 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 it was almost like I couldn't understand after three, he didn't go to the five. Mm. Straight away, go to the Mm. five, get them to halftime, frustrate England a bit, come out. And then like this did against Northern Ireland is, you know, Northern Ireland scored and then they scored instantly. They needed to shore that up, try and nick something before halftime, go in so as England could start thinking about something other than continually to just absolutely hammer them, knowing that they've got the kind of quality to, to hurt us. But they carried on doing what they're doing. And I can only go back to when we got beaten by Liverpool 9-0. And we were, at the time, Palace, we were, we were, we were decent. Defensively, midfield and up front, we, we were quite strong. But they just had one of them games where they just pulled us all over the place. Mm-hmm. We couldn't get nothing going. We went in at half time and it was 3-0. And Steve Coppel said, we need to get tighter to people. We need to drop off and understand when we could go forward, when we could go back. Otherwise, this could be embarrassing. And we just, we, 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 we didn't cope with it. We couldn't do it because when we got out there, we didn't know how to get the ball back off of them because what we were trying to do, we was trying to hurry them into making mistakes and they were just like, they were too confident. It was too late. Mm. They were too confident. It was too late. So they were just running rings around us. The crowd were absolutely unbelievable for them. And then they scored again and again and again and it gets to a place where you feel humiliated you're humiliated on there. i felt for them last night because no one on that norwegian side not one person i saw them i don't know what the score would have been but when they had the huddle flow
1: mm-hmm. i think it i think it was it Two or three by that point, because the yeah, goals are in such quick succession. Yeah. You had the penalty on yeah. twelve, then Hemp scores that second one in fifteen. I think that was the first time when they came together in a huddle, and then they kept having a huddle and kept having a huddle. And it's like, what are you talking about that huddle? Because nothing about. is changing. But
3: this is the thing. Like this is the thing where I feel a little bit because the psychological toll that it must take on players in a game like that. Like I said before, where you've lost complete control and mm. you're a bit shell shocked because you didn't expect it. But also with a lack of direction coming from the bench. And like what okay. you said there, right, about like switching to a five. Mm. I think the thing is, it's like, it's not just the goals that, that mm. takes its toll. It's the amount of times that you get turned and you're running towards your own goal. Yeah. As a defender or, or as a, like a deep line midfielder, if you're constantly turning around and running towards your own goal, it creates this kind of psychological buildup that you're like, we are really up against it here and we can't come out. That's why you see so, so many of the best like, defenders in the world have these statistics about not being dribble passes because 90% yeah. of the game's in front of them. Like mm. as soon as the game starts becoming behind you as a defender, it's so yeah. difficult to break yeah. that cycle. And this is, this is why I think switching to a more conservative setup just to get them through to halftime. Like if they'd, they, they should have done it after two, but even after yeah. three, if they I get in at three, halftime right. three nil down, yeah. which to be honest at that point, the one thing I was really surprised about was how much England didn't take their foot off the
2: gas. Mm. But the thing is, right, they were energised because what mm. happens is, is that from the, like I say, from the start of Serena's tenure, they've been missing chances. They don't know what it's like to, yes, we've beaten North Macedonians and these kind of people and we've, we've hammered them. But the thing is, they don't know what it's like when you're, when you're in a game. They didn't realise what it was like when you're in a game, when you are in total control because you have taken the chances. Mm-hmm. The other teams lost all confidence and you are flying. What happens is, is that you get a kind of an energy boost and a charge where you, they just kept going. Because you're floating then, on
1: air, you're just they, they, you're on another level.
2: You, you're literally, you're, 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 that's what's happening. You are literally flying, you're floating on air. You don't feel like you're ever going to lose any kind of breath. I cannot remember anyone, whether it is in the midfield, you know, on the wings, the, the pressure, the, the running back from people like Lauren Hemp, people like, um, people like Beth Mead, even... Even looking at Ellen White, you know, Georgia State, the running back that everyone was doing, the closing down, no, at no stage in this game were Norway comfortable, you think, okay, they're having their moment. They never, Norway never had their moment. They never had it.
4: This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the hotels.com app.
1: I, I feel like I'm listening to a sermon. Like I just want to be like <laughs> praise. I want to just praise in this moment. <sighs> Honestly, Honestly I'm quite, about to start speaking in perfect. tongues. This is just like I'm perfect. just something inside me is just glowing.
3: I've got a question for you both because covered pretty much every England game for a while. Mm. There was a lot of chat about England's big qualifying victories over mm. sides that are obviously nowhere near as good as Norway. Yeah. But do you think when like in a game like this, where the second or third comes in, you've almost got a muscle memory of how to dominate games, and it doesn't really matter if, you, if this is what I think differentiates elite teams from good teams, right? Is that when an opportunity opens up in front of you, you click into another gear that is just like, right, mm. we're going to really, really make them pay here. Yes. And I think sometimes that actually there's a, lot, there's a lot that gets discussed around international qualifying in the men's and women's game in terms of like, how much can you really learn from beating certain teams 10-0? Mm. But actually, I think that there's almost like an automatic switch flips in games like this where they've kind of been there before and they know how to dominate. And if the, and if the, the quality of the opposition isn't, or if the opposition aren't performing to the quality that they know they can, mm-hmm. mm. they just automatically know how to step it up a level. Mm. Do you think mm. that's true?
2: true?
3: Absolutely. But as opposed to being I like, holy shit, we're 3-0 no. up. We've never been in this position before. <laughs>
2: like, yeah, but, but, but what happens is, is that I think that, yes, there's something to take from the fact that you're dominating teams, but then what you're expecting from a Norway is, like we say, they're going to have their moment and we know that they've got quality players that can hurt you. If you're not concentrating.
1: Yeah, if you switch so what, off.
2: Exactly. So I thought last night, no, no one switched off. No one switched off. Norway never had their moment because England didn't give them the opportunity to have the moment. And then they they were just ruthless. The,
1: the mm-hmm. press. Ruthless. The yeah. press from every single player was unbelievable. unbelievable. I mean, I need to look at the much, actual yeah. stats, but. The, the number of touches that, that Norway were allowed to take was just absolutely minimal. The number of passes that they were allowed to take yeah. was minimal. Stanway was just running around like, at her best. Like a, together, like a, I can't remember them putting five passes together, I can't remember them putting
2: five passes together continually. She,
1: she was like a stray dog just being let loose on the pitch. Mm. She was just, <laughs> Stan, uh, Walsh was unbelievable. There was a time in the yeah. first half where Walsh kind of picked it up maybe like 30 yards outside of England's box took like a touch then took another touch to kind of like spin 180 then mm. took another touch to get out of her feet and then just mm. pinged it over mm. to the left hand side to find Lauren Hemp and I was just like wow what what is this like am she i dreaming she's like she's feasting it was just unbelievable and and the way that they moved as a unit and I think if like, we knew from the northern ireland norway game that northern ireland gave norway far too much space so mm. if England could act, just press them, remain organised, not allow that front three to get time and space, then they, it was going to be fine. There were there was literally just sheer minutes in that first half where Norway thought they had, could find space and they could find time. And instantly England shut it down and said, absolutely fucking not. We are going to control this game. Well, and they never looked back. That's what
2: happens in games, bro. You think, okay, yes, this is them starting. Because remember the crowd had a lot to do with it, the energy they gave. You're thinking as a Norwegian player, Ryan, that, okay, they're going to they're gonna ease down soon and then we'll get some time on it. It never came. No. So they never got the time. No, I was, just looking at the, I
3: was just looking at the pass breakdown. So Norway attempted 299 passes. They completed 219 and 159 of those were in their own half. Uh, sorry, 151 mm. of those were in their own half. Wow. England, on the other hand, had 270 in the opposition half. Norway completed 68 passes in England.
2: Jesus Christ. You see that just that, that says it all. It it really does say it all.
1: It's embarrassing, isn't it? I think that was that was that was what they were all t- saying in the mix zone afterwards. Is it's humiliating, not just for it them as individuals, but for the Thank team you, and for the country. Is, yeah. is 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 the way they spoke about it like that's an embarrassing and and given the expectations on them as as kind of like dark horses, really to to mm. go far. Given the return of Hegerberg and and some of their warm up results and that result against Northern Ireland, like to be exposed and embarrassed like that is is ridiculous i
3: mean this just makes the austria game probably mm-hmm. like one of the best or the most anticipated games of the tournament already because it's so important now to shoot out yeah it is they need to get out of the group if they don't get out of the group then more focus goes on that england result if they do get out of the group and they and they put in a decent performance against Austria and then a decent performance in the quarterfinal. I think it's a little bit easily compartmentalized. You know, who I, really wanna, like you that, know yeah. who I really want
1: to. You know who I really want to hear from. Go on, old fizzy fizz, Mister Phil Neville. I don't. I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't would love to know. What he, <laughs> I would love to know, my friend. We all knew that this was here. We all knew there was something inside yes. this team, yes. and they just needed a, a coach, an actual football coach. To unlock it and unleash it, and I'm annoyed at the years that were wasted for yeah. some of these players and the talent. Like for someone like Lucy Bronze, and, well, and yeah, but
2: you have to be pleased that Serena's there now to do it yeah. because you have to say if it's going to happen under anyone now with the way she's 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 so good. guided, she's amazing.
1: I love her so I saw, much. I
2: saw somebody sent a message. Did you? I don't know if you guys saw it. That they said um, because they're talking about the eight nil. And she says, yeah, one 0 eight 0 it's yeah. just the wind. It 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 get it three yeah. Points. Yeah. And they yeah. said that they'd, they'd love to see Er and Roy Keane in a room together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Grace, Grace, Grace Robinson. Robinson. Yeah,
1: Grace so, Robinson. Good. yeah the great Grace. so good. So you good. Know? They're just so matter of fact and direct, yeah. both of them. So it would be and really and funny to witness.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it would be great to witness. But we've got to, we've got to, we've got to talk about Beth Mead. Oh. Um, and, you know, like it Poor. was really tough. Jonas last She could have had five. Because, she could have had because, five. Because obviously myself, Alex and Jonas were very Arsenal centric. Then you get Beth Mead player of the match. Obviously I'm not near Arsenal. Alex Scott's not near Arsenal and Jonas is an um, Arsenal manager. So it was very Arsenal. It was very goonery.
1: See if Alan Sugar had anything to complain about that would have been He's, it. That's,
2: that's yeah, that exactly. complaining about that. It the the it.
3: fucking <laughs> Arsenal supporting <laughs> <laughs> liberal metropolitan elite media. It's bullshit. You know,
2: like, honestly, I think um, as well I there was a few games Especially when Chloe Kelly came back, and she, Chloe Kelly came back, she played in that game. Ellen White missed a couple of chances in which um, Beth set her up, and she missed them. So everybody totally forgot about that bit of it. And when Chloe came, even to my point, I'm thinking, well, she is very one on one. She she'll take people on, she'll take people out of the game, and Beth does play in front of them a bit. And Beth's movement is about laying it off, going stuff like that. She doesn't beat you like one on one with the with the, with the ball, and like Chloe Kelly was doing. And I think that Chloe coming back how she has and had those games where she really made an impact, really made Beth think, What are you not not seeing what I'm doing here? Chloe's come and she's, yes, she's an unbelievable player and she deserves to be in the squad. But like, it was almost like everything that Beth had done up to that point, simply because maybe the caliber of, 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 of um, country she's scoring against people, kind of played it down a bit. And that's why Ryan, I had to nick Ryan's like, uh, Olympic, what is it? the Olympic. Somebody sent it. The Revenge Tour. Oh, me! I
1: wrote it. I wrote it in. I wrote it in the athletic. It's the it's the Beth Me Revenge Tour.
2: Revenge Tour, and like yesterday against that opposition, and obviously they got it totally wrong. She was scintillating. She's been in good form for what? Like people don't forget now. She she was the one who set up the the. the, um, Yes, Ellen White got to score the goal, Mm. but it was Beth Me's closing down. But Torres started under the pressure. And, and, then and she Mead, the Mead
1: laid it on a plate then laid it on the plate. two or three times yeah. for other people who couldn't yeah. finish it. But she, you, you know, know, know the one, was it her second goal she scored where it was just like quick feet
2: in the box and then finish. And she was in total control of that and that is where she is at the moment. If she carries on like she's doing, obviously she's way up there with player of the tournament. And then you get Diani at France as well. She was amazing. But going back to Beth, she's just ready, man. She's rich. Beth Mead is on fire, and you can't give Kira Walsh that kind of time. I think that those teams will be watching and saying, "Right, that is them at their very best." Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. That, pe- I think every single team will be watching that video and going through that to see, right, what do we do now? Yeah, because the, you- the, the
3: problem is, it's like who do you? It's, it's almost like playing whack a mole in a way, because it's like, <laughs> like when you try and close one problem down, another yeah. one pops up, and then yeah, but then Kira Walsh.
2: Look- what if what if they cl- what if they shut down Kira Walsh?
3: Yeah, but the thing is, then England have got outlets. they've got, they've got ball playing centre backs and they've got people, they've got people like Lucy Bronze who can break into the yeah, final then, third. Yeah, but then like, you're they, talking they, about
2: Rye, but mm. getting into their third So stopping them at source. So you're stopping, so I'm Millie Bright now. Um, Leah, who didn't, she couldn't really execute her long passes too much because she had to kind of adjust herself from the left, left foot to the right. And then by that time it was closed down. I think that there's, there's, People that, those are the things that people are going to be looking at, right?
1: A high pressing team who can put those players under pressure and stop England getting those quick passes out wide—they're the ones who are going to get success. That's, where
3: our, that's our strength. I think what you were saying before about like Beth Mead's position in the team or place in the team, and then with Chloe Kelly coming back—it's just the sheer amount of like, like I can't remember an England squad this stacked and yes, bro, like efficient. Please. That's yeah. the thing. So like, you look at the subs—you take Frank Kirby off. You bring Ella Toon on now against like a deep, compact line defense. That's someone who can break lines. Mm. You get Alex Greenwood comes on, uh, Alessia Russo comes on and scores, yeah, scores yeah. and Chloe Kelly comes on. And like, they're just like, there are options there that are different types of players. And I think that the really cool thing about having like Lauren Hemp on one wing and Beth Mead on the other is just they act, they're actually really different and they offer different yeah. problems. But if, if they decide to like switch flanks, Which they did. Mm -hmm. I think it might have been after a couple of set pieces. They were on opposite Mm -hmm. flanks. Yeah, Yeah. that's another thing for people to worry about because you've got a different set of like and and they've done that in the
1: the warm ups and it hadn't quite worked as well. But in the Austria game they did it and it was really good. And last night they did it and it was really good. And yeah, they're just she's got got the whole squad
2: flow. She's got what what she's got is that because she's got the whole world in her hands at the moment, Serena. And and you look at our uh, when you look at our bench. And then those players look at what they're doing on there, and this is why I said at half time, I know that we're very good off the bench, but like we want if, if anyone's coming in off the bench, we've got to, can, we've got to maintain this level. Mm. We've got to make them realize that this is going this is, this is all day, Norway. This is going to be all day because you want people like Alessia coming off Alessia coming off the bench, bench and scoring. Chloe Kelly, you see how hard she was working because all of a sudden now it seems like it's gone back. Oh Beth Mead again, Beth Mead. Over. Because for a while it went all Chloe Kelly. But like Beth Mead will continue to strive simply because she knows she's got Chloe Kelly. And that's what should happen. That's mm-hmm. how it should be. Because what we need is people coming off the bench, realizing I've got to go on there and I've got to make something happen. I've got to do it. I know, and I know,
3: that's and someone, what I saw. And Someone we've not even mentioned. And I know that like maybe her stock has fallen a little bit as it compared to maybe 18 months ago if you need high energy in a really tight game and someone to come and essentially just like bug the shit out of the opposition back foot, you mm. you've got Beth England there? Beth England like we don't, to like we mentioned like five or six people before you even mentioned Beth England who was like what, WSL Player of the Year a few years ago? Like, and, and I know that like we've talked about her before in terms of how well she was playing for Chelsea and then how she obviously with the new signings that came in and she couldn't lock down a place as much. The options that you have means that you don't have to, it doesn't have to be proper Goldilocksy. It doesn't have to be mm. just right to work. You do mm. have different ways to hurt different configurations. And I think that, especially when you have a coach who is so like tactically astute as Serena yes. and who's yes. done it before. I know yeah. every. no one's going to get, well, I mean, we're all going to get carried away, but we shouldn't get carried away about the 8-0. No, but but Ryan, I think the thing is diff- like being sensible it is like, well, yeah, you've got, you've got the, the tools there to hurt. We've got the, the many tools there, yeah.
2: and, and the thing is, you say it's it's the same as when, like I say, England in the Euros. Whether we've got a good draw, whether we've got all our games at Wembley, whatever it is, at the time we were getting it done. Mm. We were getting it done, and the problem I have with 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 fans, especially fans that are not of, fans of England, is that they're constantly looking for ways to rip it down and 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 belittle it, right? And this is why I love Jonathan lewis like tweet where he says. Nor are quite good, yeah. and, you know, because <laughs> know. it's fucking summed it up perfectly because they are. When you yeah. look at the calibre of players that's in their team, but what we showed yesterday and what I always knew was there. And I've always said, from, we're missing too many fucking chances. We're not giving ourselves a chance to get into the game and play in a relaxed way, in a relaxed style I, like
3: sort of I love this. I love this. Flo, look at this guy, like 8-0. And he's just like, do you know what? We're missing chances. And like, no, I want but more. You've got, I want also, more. Also,
1: you've got, you've got to enjoy the ride, right? Yeah. And that's what the players said yesterday. And, and Serena has yeah. been saying from the off. It's like, we need to not get overexcited. And it's hard as England fans not to do that, because we know we love doing that. We love jumping to conclusions because we're a nation of losers. So a taste <laughs> of success is too hard to turn down. <laughs> But we as fans should get excited. We should be, in my opinion, singing it's coming home when you're winning yes, 8-0. Sir. Because enjoy football. Life Enjoy football. Life is like, miserable. Let people celebrate. Let people be free. Let people live their lives yes. and enjoy the moment. And last summer felt like destiny for England to get to the final. And maybe it didn't quite work out. And, you know, hashtag God's plan had other ideas for the final. But it felt like... Every piece of the panel was coming into place for that journey to Wembley against mm. Italy. And I feel like the same things are coming true this summer and you have to go with it. You have to lean into it and enjoy the ride. Because to be is too like, short.
2: Exactly. And, and I remember saying, I said it when we was doing the, the broadcast, I said, why is it English fans are not allowed to enjoy the next bit of success and the next bit of success? Because what? It might be 1-0 and we scraped it. Oh, we drew against Scotland. Oh, you lot are so lucky. You lot were shit. Oh, you know, we beat, you, you know, we win like 2-1, you know what I mean? And Harry Kane finally scores or something. he say, oh yeah, but you look." i said, fuck it, it doesn't matter because like we're English. We should be happy that we're progressing and we're doing well. We should be happy that we've progressed. But what we've done with the ladies is that we've progressed in a manner which everybody knows that this team's capable of. We've finally shown up at a tournament doing what everybody wants us to do is be ruthless, players playing to the, the very top of their ability and absolutely blasting away a team that are not a bunch of like nobodies, man. Mm. They're, they're a good side. And so people, I saw people still saying, you know, oh, six and a half time. Do we really, do we really have to get this? In? I was like, for fuck's sake, those are the people that do not watch women's football they haven't watched they've not watched qualifiers. yeah but all, all football in general
3: sport. though because to be honest like Serena Vigman might would have been sat there knowing exactly what's going on exactly what this result means exactly what this performance means and is like we can take this 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 and this from this mm-hmm. against I don't know a Germany a France a Spain yeah. for argument's sake but she'll also be able to say like this also meant this because of the calibre of the opposition better sides have not beaten worst sides by this mm. kind of margin before. I know it was the sixth goal in the last Euros, but still, it's like, it's a, different, it's a different thing. Like, enjoy it. It's a home Euros. It's a historic Euros as well. The crowds have been amazing. The vibe mm. around it has been great. Just fucking enjoy it, man. Just like, enjoy
2: it and English
1: y- people You know what? It. I can't wait for the World Cup next summer and I can't wait to play the USA because oh, I tell on. you, I steady. would love it if we beat them. <laughs> love it.
2: <laughs> when we look at our manager, I couldn't think of anybody to be placed in in, in in a more perfect place in Serena right now, knowing what it takes to win this tournament, knowing what it takes to bring that team back down. And when you listen to them do the interviews afterwards, everybody seemed like they were on the right page in, yes, it's a great win and it's exciting win, but you know, it's the next game. Yes, we've qualified and that's what we wanted to do. So now the hard work starts because it's already people will be saying, okay, so you beat them 8-0. And then they see how you go against France. Let's see how you go against Spain. And the thing about it is, is that France and Spain and Germany and whoever, Iceland, whoever it's going to be, you know, we'll be looking at that performance and saying, we can't afford to go up against that team if they're playing that well. We can't do that. So they're going to have to find ways to stop us. And what we've got to do, we just need people to be behind them because mm-hmm. the people are already wanting them to fail. Because oh, you, oh yeah, but you beat someone twenty nil and then you beat someone eight nil and they're, just, they're not interested. They just want to see them fail. I just want. To, and I hope that Serena can guide them through this because this will be, for me, just like fucking amazing if they can do it. If these, if these girls can do it, it will be amazing if they could do it. I'd love them to do it. But like, it's not going to be easy, but like, hey, the journey, bro.
0: The fucking journey. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important
4: my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the hotels.com app.
3: Moose and I are going to talk about men's stuff on Stadion on Wednesday. Boo, boo, boo. Boo. just transfer nonsense. (laughs) Uh, And we'll also cover the, because we're recording this ahead of Germany, Spain, which is one of the, potentially one of the the games of the tournament beforehand. I'm so So excited.
1: I'm covering it and I can't wait. Are you doing it? What time is it? Uh, eight o'clock kickoff. I mean, the Denmark Germany game was was so good, and the atmosphere is brilliant. So,
3: but also, can I give a quick shout out? It's the Copper America Feminina on at the moment. It's okay. going good, and also we're at the quarterfinal stage of Women's Afcon
1: and the CONCACAF tournament as well, Ryan. Yeah, oh in... yeah, of course, yeah. It's all of them. It's all. It's of all them.
3: So there's like a, it's a massive summer for women's football, no matter where you are in the world. I know we're Eurocentric, and we're talking about the Euros, but um, quick shouts for the for Women's Afcon, Zambia, mm-hmm. Senegal. Quarterfinal: Morocco, Botswana, Cameroon, Nigeria, South Africa, Tunisia. So we'll keep we'll keep an eye on those. Yeah. And, we, and we Jamaica
1: will. qualified for the Women's World Cup again, what? back to back after qualifying out of co- uh, Concacaf. So that's very exciting. Drew Spence, yes, man. who nice recently one. started playing for Jamaica, getting on the score sheet, and obviously we know Bunny Shaw. We all love Bunny Shaw. Yes. So Bunny. see you in Australia.
3: Bunny. Oh my God! Um, sh- since we last spoke, should we wrap up a couple of like yes. performances or game, like teams that you because I want to give a shout out to Germany obviously as my right. as Moosa and I it's our duty in the Ringer FC extended universe to be extremely pro German football Germany were mega against Denmark I thought did were you at the game flow?
1: Uh, yeah I was at that game I missed the first like 10 15 minutes because I was coming from the Spain game, a Spain Finland game at MK Dons. But I did double header oh. just because I thought I was working the Spain Finland game, and then Jesse had a spare ticket. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to come in the car, I'll try and find a parking space as close to the ground as possible. <laughs> um, and it was a mega double header. Denmark fans, so good. I was kind of heartbroken for them because they've traveled in big numbers, mm. but yeah, I mean, I was a little bit scared of Germany. In the bit, weeks leading up to the tournament, because I did a, a, a dip, a, I did a bigger deep dive into their squad, and I was like, "Oh god, their squad actually looks really good right now." That
3: first twenty minutes or so was really similar to the England Norway game, in, in like Germany were just so relentless, mm. and they hit the post was,
1: like three times or something. Yeah, there was wild, that one
3: that um, Leah Schuller was offside for it because, but like I think it was Felicitas Rauch. She hit a shot off the post. I think it was the second time she'd hit the post or the bar, and then it came back out, and Leah Schuller hit a like hit the rebound on a header against the post again, but she was offside, and I think Lena Magal put the, other, the the rebound from that wide. But they were just like relentless until they scored, and then Lena Magal with, as we like to call in Stadio, an angry goal.
1: I so love her so again. much. I've, I'm I was predicting a mega Euros for her, so I'm glad she's kind of delivered. But they've just got so much talent. I mean, Lena Oberdorf really is probably going to be one of the players of the tournament coming in with. A lot, of, a lot of hype and a lot of excitement and then to be able to bring on someone like Eula Brand on the bench who is just
2: Jonas loves Odor yeah. I mean she really yeah. Yeah. her.
1: I still think they have a weak defence though which is what reassures me in terms of England's chances like if I look at it from a very England centric lens which I do most of the time I still think all round depth all round squad balance all round quality I think England are still a better team but germany are scary they're
2: scary I, I i think france's defense looked strongest
1: really you think
2: i do yeah with when do we talk I, about that france I, game just because they were like the france game against italy who again i was watching italy and they they, they reminded me a little bit of like our norwayers they they completely seemed to lost all their function what were mm. they doing not getting tight enough to people, but and saying that. And they're
1: a that, good side as well. Very they're good. A good they, had side. That. they, they good side. Good result. amazing... results. in 2022.
2: Yeah. You know, Moose always has that
3: theory on a thrash. When a, when a team gets thrashed, they always have a chance to take the oh, lead Yes, yeah.
2: yes. Because it almost like, it wakes you up and says, right, let's get, uh, let's get going here because that, that we should be one down here. But like, bam, talk about ruthless. France were ruthless and I was going into the England game saying, we need that ruthlessness, Bow, I didn't need to worry about it because we had it. So can I be honest? I I I I'm, I want us to play France at some stage. I just uh, it, it
1: looks like it it looks like it could be an England France final.
2: Jeez, if it's an England France final oh, at oh, Wembley, eight thousand people. Don't say it, Roy Keane if Roy, Keane. if Roy Keane, if these <laughs> English people final. talking about final, but like watching France and watching like Germany, you, obviously it looks like Germany for us. To be honest, but like I say, I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered because I've seen what we can do. We can beat them all. I've seen when, we, when we've got our, our angry face on. Angry face, angry wig, like in Shrek. When Rumpelstiltskin was going to the other... <laughs>
3: it's been a while since we've had a Shrek show. Yeah.
2: When, when, uh, when Rumpelstiltskin was angry, he asked, give me my angry wig. That's what they know what we've got. We've got an angry wig.
3: Yeah, I mean, having looked at... We've got a good look at all the sides now. Mm. I thought Sweden were going to be better. Well, I was going. To, well, I I kind of found the Netherlands Sweden game quite interesting actually, because mm. that's probably it's probably the best or the most balanced in terms of opposition, like in terms of a matchup so far we've had.
1: It was great vibes. I went to Sheffield like spur of the moment to go, mm. um, like hang out with the Dutch fans, do their march and stuff. Mm. And in terms of, I mean, Mark Parsons, I think has got quite a lot of criticism since taking over, but in terms of seeing the problems that he almost created in that first half by not utilising his squad to the best ability, he put them right in the second half and mm. they were much better mm. because of it. So mm. I think they'll learn a lot from that game and I think they'll be a force in in the next couple of matches and yeah. and probably if they get through the quarterfinal. But I still think their defence, I mean, it comes out of all mm. of it. That's why I think England looks so strong is... Holland another side that have a lot of players playing out of position. Got to talk about Jackie Gronin who unfortunately tested positive for COVID the morning oh, after the game. Oh, but
3: Oh, Leia Schuller as well did.
1: Gronin had an oh. unbelievable performance. It's been a quiet season for her. Um, Her will be her third season, I think with United, she came in 20 mm. yeah, her third season for United and it was, she didn't get as many starts as she had in the past and her roles kind of changed, but she was sensational and she should have got player of the match after that game. I think mm. even though Viv, you know, had a good game, I think and absolutely bossed that whole match and Jill Roald as well was mm. so good. So um, yeah, massive, massive credit to what Holland did. They're building at,
2: slowly, it, I think, they, they're mm. doing a, okay, England kind of, hurt us at, at Leeds but hey it's fine it's a warm up game they are going to cause some problems then I'm telling you I really do feel that, d- that Holland are going to do something they're going to be amongst it I think
3: and that group's yeah. really interesting as well because that was probably like the two favourites for the, to go through right playing each mm-hmm. other in the first game kind of that whole group is all on one point so What's I don't it, know it, I, it, I, it, I actually well. that's low key the most intriguing group so far I think it's that group key.
2: It's going under the radar, man, that group.
3: Teams who aren't going under the radar are Spain. Spain. Even without Alexia Puteas, who I think is having her operation today mm. um, on her ACL. Um, one of the massive disappointments of the tournament her not being there. But mm. they were all nil down against Finland.
1: And, and Finland could have got, too, yes. a could very have similar have chance.
2: Again, I'm, I'm, tired of, I'm tired of saying it. Could chances are what changes games. I don't like seeing chances missed. It really does make me angry. Um, can we talk about Mappy Leon?
3: Because oh I thought she was unbelievable. No, but she
1: game. is unbelievable. And do you know what was wild is that in the first 10 minutes when Finland scored and they had that second chance, she looked like she was on the ropes. Mm. <laughs> she was being pressed. She was, yeah, she she was, was making pressed, some weird decisions. Yes, she was yes. nervy. And then when Spain got on the ball a bit more, she just eased her way into it. She looked instantly comfortable and then she was spraying it around all over the place.
2: But Flo, what we saw against, yeah, it's amazing. But what we, again, what you see is if you put these we saw with Barcelona in the Champions League. Mm. You have to put these players under pressure to see how they're going to react under it because they've always got the ball. They're always in control. So if you could flip that on his head and put them under pressure for 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 a little while until they get it going, get it right, they're going to look like Mappy Leon looked. Like all a bit like dishevelled and out of it. And I was saying before, like it, yeah.
3: even the most elite defenders in the world hate getting turned around and going no to their own goals. To, No one, one, one wants, wants, wants that. To. No and I, I have to, to
1: say though, Finland's defending was atrocious. I mean, they weren't, mm. they weren't following the marker at all. Like, so they weren't following their, their, their players at all. They were just runners, letting people yeah. drift, their yeah, runners, drift, of them, drift yeah. and completely run through. Everyone had so much time and space. So I know it's hard because that's what Spain do. They hypnotize you with their movement and their patterns mm. and they try and drag you out wide and then find yeah. the space. But at the same time. Like, it was, it was poor. They're like like a magician.
2: They're like a magician doing a, 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 like, street act. Yeah, watch this over here. But I'm looking at your watch. Yeah, that's what they're doing. That's exactly (laughs) what they're
1: doing. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: what they do. But, like, it's going to be interesting again, like, a Spain. I was, like we say, I was looking forward to seeing Pateas. Obviously, she's not there. But, like, I want to see how they go without her and really without no Emosa. No real yeah. striker, man.
3: I know that they were a little bit ropey defensively, Flo, like you mentioned, but I think Finland <laughs> deserve a huge amount of credit. Cause-
1: they do, they do. I think that Finland were just exhausted as well. Like when you work so hard to put yourself in that sort of position, it's really hard to maintain that against such a good team. And I think by, you know, by the second half, they looked exhausted. Attractive. They just didn't have the quality, the fitness, the athleticism to, to be able to compete. And, so, you know, with players who are still... Um, finding their feet in in less kind of developed leagues as well in in Europe. That, that's going to be hard.
2: Yeah. Thoughts on the tournament so far? It's been great. I, I'm loving it. It's been the great. The atmosphere's been great. And 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 what I love about the atmosphere, it what not even just just the atmosphere. What I love about the game is that the, the games are so good. Right. Well, I see. So, well, Flo, I probably see what, what, Flo. See what you are we at doing South together?
1: Southampton on Friday, see yeah? South
2: Hampton, okay. yeah. Well, it depends if I get. It depends if um if Alan Sugar doesn't have a tweet from me.
1: Oh yeah. Ken's to the BBC you're waiting for the phone
2: to ring get it done Alan
1: <laughs> get the deal done
2: <laughs> right Flo I love you love you
1: guys love you, <laughs> Good
2: See nice. See you later, take it easy thank you very much for listening thank you everybody thank you to Ryan Hun. thank you to Florence Lloyd Hughes listen get behind the ladies you know it's been great they're doing fantastic things we're seeing history it's a beautiful thing it's great crowds I'm loving it I'm loving football at the moment the ladies are saving my summer take it easy